Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good morning. Roto experts. To the end zone. The mark of fantasy excellence. You have to be careful about who you think is stepping forward on the depth chart. It's good for a touchdown. We're here to help you win your leagues and win that cash. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts in the morning. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Rise and shine, fantasy players. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Friday, December 7th. Let's cock-a-doodle-do it. This is Roto Experts in the morning where we fight for our right to party. I am your host, Dane Martinez. They call me Speed, the spitting statistician. And as always, I am overjoyed to be joined. By my man, FSWA, inaugural Hall of Famer, El Rey de Fantasia, the king, Scott Angle. Scotty, how you doing? We're getting into the playoff weeks, baby. Yeah, it's a little bit of a stunner after after last night. Yeah. We'll get into it, but uh, you yeah. know, shout out to everybody listening, including Mateo Bridges, who said he listens every day in the, from the Arctic Circle. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah. Listen, we heard yeah. earlier this week that we got people listening daily in Australia. We're in Antarctica. I know that the Stats Over Beat Cypher stretches to, you know, the Middle East. It stretches to Germany. It stretches to Jamaica. You know, it, it, you know so it is amazing the reach that we have. And it's also just a testament. Yeah. Okay. It's Jamaica also just Queens, a testament. Yeah. Well, Jamaica, Queens as well. Yeah. Yes, I'm talking about Seven Mile <laughs> Beach and the grill roots, bamboo. You know what I'm saying? Strictly but, um, roots. You know, but at the same time, it's just a testament to a lot of things. One, how many people love fantasy sports and fantasy football, not only for the fun, not only for the cash, but for the community. A lot of people just do this with like, you know, they're old friends from high school, right? And as people get older and have kids and move away, you know, that this is a way to bring people together. The message board and 
and being able to have bragging rights with people that, you know, you may not see anymore. So it is absolutely true. And let's go on in and help people get those bragging rights, win those leagues, and win that cash. I guess we can start, Scott, with no other place. Then our poll question that we're going to put up, okay? Because Derrick Henry went absolutely berserk last night. Up, up until last night, my favorite stiff arm of the season, Scott, was Vance McDonald's. I think I now have a new favorite stiff arm of the season. Wait, which, one of the, which one of the I know, three right? was it? <laughs> I don't know. The first one. To be honest, it was the first one where he also On kind AJ of had Boya, a piece yeah. of the face. Yeah, where he actually, if you want to know the truth, should have been called for an offensive face mask, if you want to know the truth. But then, like, snuffs and yanks him down, kind of. He stuffs about three other people down the left sideline for a 99-yard run, tying an NFL record. He finishes with 17 carries for 238 yards and four touchdowns. And truth be told, he could have had a fifth if he wanted, but he was playing like the benevolent man, being like, you could literally see him, if you read his lips, being like, nah, I want him to score, him being Deion Lewis. Deion Lewis then does not score. And I got to ask you about this Scott, maybe this is where we start. The Jaguars, like, stuffed that goal line stand with Deion Lewis and the play action on fourth down. And then all of a sudden you got Jalen Ramsey and the Jags, like, celebrating and woofing as if they did something. Meanwhile, they were down 30-9 to and gave up a franchise record in rushing yards. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey. It's ridiculous. On one of those those touchdown runs, like, I think it was, like, the third touchdown run. He acts. He, he nobody wanted to tackle him last night. And on the oh, yeah. third touchdown run, Jalen Ramsey put on an act. I watched him. He like he uh-huh. ran up and then and he flew out of bounds. Like, uh huh, I missed yeah. him. And, <laughs> and at one time, like, he started talking smack on the goal line stand. Night. On the goal line stand, he tried to talk smack, and then Taylor Lewan gets up in his face like, "Yo, look at the scoreboard, bro." And then he starts acting again, fronting like Taylor Lewan headbutted him or something. We talked about this yesterday, and we've had this. We've made this point about this Jacksonville team. That's, you know, in GQ and talking smack about other quarterbacks and everybody else. They are, you know, in my opinion, similar to a guy like Jameis Winston, similar in some ways to Cam Newton. When it's going well, they ride high on the horse and let everybody know about it. But when it's going bad, they, they kind of lack the maturity, in my opinion, to be like, you know, professional leaders of men. And that's what I saw out of Jacksonville last night, celebrating with a goal line stand on the backup, quote unquote, lightning kind of running back when they can't stop Derrick Henry worth a dime and uh, yeah, celebrating that they didn't give up their fifth rushing touchdown. Yeah, there's a way to go about it. You know, right? I think, I think you know, the, the best woofer, you know, of the past decade, obviously, is Richard Sherman. But at the same time, when the Seahawks lost the Super Bowl, he was the first one to go over and cra- congratulate Tom Brady. That's the thing. So, it's about being know, professional. It's, 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 got, you know? it's, it's being professional. But, you know, the thing that I really, you know, uh, you, you know, I always talk about how you can't overreact to what happens on Thursday. Sure. Uh, you know, where's the line this week? You know, it's, uh, you know, you're talking about a 50-point game from a running back. You know, that's hard to overcome if you're playing on the other side. But still, I see it so much out there on Twitter now and on fantasy sites like, congratulations, you're in the semifinals. Right. Uh, you know, shows a screenshot of how you got beat down and how, how you're not advancing. I don't think still, although the odds are against sure. you that you can that you will win or lose your game. Yeah. It's still not impossible to beat somebody that started Derek Henry against Henry against you, and you can't 
you can't count it as a victory just yet. What if Absolutely. what if you're playing against Derrick Henry and two of your bla- players get absolutely in the first explode, quarter. and the rest of the other guy's team doesn't perform up to par? Yeah. Look, it's, I, I'm not saying the odds are are not against you because they are, but at the same time, you can't assume victory or defeat, and it's all out there over Twitter, even by 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 established fantasy sites saying congratulations, mm. you're in in the semifinals. You know the game is not over. It's still one player in one game. Look, I, I would say there's probably an 80% chance you lost, but th- there's still 20%. Now, I'm not trying to, like, you know, dig a knife into you. I'm just bringing up an example. You know, I know what you're going to say. You, 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 I had you Big had, Ben put up 50 against you. had Big you on Ben put night. up 50 against Absolutely. me, and you lost. And That's 50 for whether quarterback or running back, because we're talking about six points for a passing touchdown, yeah. 50 is 50. Yeah. You had a fifty-point lead on me, and you lost. Sure did. So you can't, you cannot assume anything. No, I completely agree with you, Scott. I played, I played against Peyton Manning when he threw seven touchdown passes in two thousand fourteen. The season the opener? opener, yeah, season opener. Yeah, I lost. That. Yeah. So listen, here's the deal. I completely agree with you, Scott. And I was going to bring that up also. You know, I had Big Ben put up fifty against you on Thursday and could not get the W. Now, granted, you and I still make the playoffs in that league, unlike other hosts on this network. But that's besides the point. Okay, like you can still, in fact, you still can, in fact, you know, make that up and come back from that. You absolutely can. And I saw it mid-game also. People starting to hit me up on Twitter. You know, um, because I was considering, as you know, Scott, in uh, one of my playoff matchups, I was considering flexing Dion. Lewis, <laughs> you know, and so people was hitting me up mid-game, being like, yo, I'm just glad you didn't start Deion Lewis, right? I'm going to tell you what, if Deion Lewis did get in the end zone there for that fifth touchdown, he would have wound up with like 16, 17 points, would have been just fine, but I digress. But I completely agree with you. I was seeing people being like, yo, I just won, I'm in the semis, or congratulating other people. You know what I also saw, though, Scott, and this is what I want to ask you, and this is where it gets into our poll question. I saw a lot of people that, you know, we're also showing screenshots of Derrick Henry on their bench. I'm friends with the sports guy on NBC10 in Philadelphia. He uh, put put it up, you know, a screenshot of, like, what happens when Derrick Henry scores your, his fourth touchdown and you see that he's on your bench, that sort of thing, you know. And, and, and to be quite honest, I hate to say it, but having Derrick ben- Henry on your bench was probably the right play last night. Of course, this is, a, you know, in terms of inputs versus outputs, right? But here's where I want to get to. Uh, we got a poll question up right now, and the question is, do you think Derrick Henry started himself in fantasy last night? The options are yes, no, he doesn't play fantasy, or he went against himself right now, Scotty. Almost a third of the people, the leading thing is no, he did not. And I got to speak. I gotta ask you about that, Scott. Isn't, I know, and it sounds horrible and it's crazy in hindsight, but I still maintain that starting Derrick Henry was probably like, not the right call in most cases for owners when you think about, like, inputs and projections. You know, it's been said on this network before. You can't ref- confuse the result with the decision. Right. You can't kick yourself for not starting over Derrick Henry because, over outputs, because yeah. there was no way with his performance up until last night, the rest of the year, that you could justify starting him in a playoff game, in a fantasy playoff game. Now – you know, nobody expected that that kind of performance, right. and that's the thing. That's what makes that's what makes fantasy football so challenging. Is exactly you, you can you can just make the best uh, make the best decisions based on recent performance and matchup, but you can't predict the spontaneous execution. That's why the best fantasy uh, experts only write 
55% of the time. Exactly. You can't Gamblers kick yourself also. for not starting Derrick Henry. And those who start him, I'm sure they feel very lucky, uh, you know, after, after what happened last night. Now, you know, one fantasy analyst pointed out that on his 199-yard touchdown run, he got more points than he did in every other game this season except for one. Wow. You know, that shows that you how run. Derek right. – that, that, that how, how un, unreliable and statistically mediocre Derrick Henry was until last night. And another fantasy analyst pointed out, I think – he had the fastest run of any touchdown on that 99-yarder. It was 20, almost 22 miles an hour. Uh, Faster than Tony Dorsett's, Tony, apparently. He tied, he tied Tony Dorsett's uh, 99-yard touchdown run record. That, that, that run run was like a combination of Dorsett and Marshawn Lynch in his prime. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, with the stiff arms and, and, and everything like that. Reminds me of uh, Marshawn Lynch's long touchdown run in Arizona the, the beast a few mode years ago. Or the playoff yeah, that, run against the Saints, right? Or, or the, the, the playoff run wasn't as, I don't think it was long as the one in gotcha. Arizona. So it kind of reminded me of the one in, in Arizona. But you can't kick yourself yeah. if you started Derrick Henry. You can't assume defeat uh, 100% if you went against him, him either. And with Derrick Henry, we saw this last year in the playoffs that he's capable of this. Yet somehow the... The Titans just don't want to give him the rock consistently outside yeah. the goal line. You know, maybe this might change their minds. Never the interesting know. thing is for those who advance, next week we're going to see, should I start Derrick Henry over this guy? Should I start right. Derrick Henry over that guy? And track record still tells you, even no. though it's a huge game, <laughs> you still can't have a lot of confidence in him next yep. week. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. You know, like you say, the best handicappers, you know, you're talking about fantasy, the best gambling handicappers get it right 55 to 60 percent of the time. And people have to realize that, you know, it's the same as like when I tell people, you know, in my other work, working with kids and stuff and, and nonprofits, I do a lot of sports based youth development. And, you know, I tell kids all the time as like a life lesson. If you're an all star baseball player, you fail. Seven out of ten times. If you hit 300, that means you fail. Seven out of ten times. The best handicappers in Vegas fail just under 50% of the time. You know, So it's really hard to do. That's why there's so much money on the line. Here's enough about Derrick Henry, Scotty. Here's, here's the other thing I want to say. If you, you, know, you probably, quote-unquote, should not have started Derrick Henry. But if you did, however, start Leonard Fournette, how are you feeling right now this morning, Scott? I mean, he has 14 carries for 36 yards. You know, less than three yards a carry, two and a half, right? And maybe one, two catches for five yards. We're talking about 40 scrimmage yards, two catches. Uh, what's more surprising that Derrick Henry popped off like that? Or if you started Leonard Fournette, you're staring like a five or a six in the face. I think it's more surprising about Derrick Henry. And Probably, by the way, Rich, yes. Rich says on Twitter, let's be honest, if someone's starting Derrick Henry, that. they're playing for the consolation trophy. That's, that's not true. You know, there right. are people who lost – Kareem mm-hmm. Hunt. There are people that right. you know lost James Conner and starting yep. Derrick Henry. You know, right. I had a few people hit me up on on uh, social media last night. You know, either bragging or you know crying that they were they they had Derrick Henry and they're going against Derrick Henry. So mm-hmm. it, it's not that generic. You know, he only yeah. started. I think he gave me the number seventeen percent of leagues. At least in Yahoo, he was seventeen. Yeah, seventeen percent yeah. of leagues. So you're talking Yahoo alone right there. Sure. There were some people that started him. As for Fournette. You know, he was playing with behind a makeshift offensive line with two former Giants, you know, that got cut yeah. and ended up on their roster. So Eric the Flowers. offensive line was – yeah, and uh, Patrick Orname, you know, wow. who, were, who were both cut by the Giants, was starting for them last night. But, again, you can't overreact. You, you know, last week 
I had David Moore of the Seahawks in one of my Week 13 lineups. Ooh. He dropped a goose egg, and I still Squad. scored 143 Oosh. points. Yeah. So you can't overreact to one player in one game. All it means is that guy started er- earlier. You know yep. that his game went off earlier. It doesn't mean you're having a huge deficit. Right. It doesn't. It the misconception is is that I have a lead or I have a deficit. You, you're not jumping out to an early lead necessarily. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't see it that way. It's just those guys played an earlier game than the other guys. Mm-hmm. It's you know if if you you can have you you can have somebody blow up for forty sure. on a Sunday. And Leonard Fournette won't matter, and you'll still win mm-hmm. your game. You know, people overrate what happens yeah. on Thursday night as they confuse it. The best way I can say it is they confuse it with the final results. Or yeah, they no, they, I think you're they make right. it an early result, and that, you know, that's a misconception. <clears throat> I think you're absolutely right. You know, another analogy, early on in the baseball season, right, the real MLB season, if someone starts off 1 for 23 and their average is like, oh, uh, you know, 0.93, you know, people are like, oh, my God, they suck. Meanwhile, everybody goes through a 1 through 20 slump at some point in the middle of the season. You just yeah. don't see it or notice it as much. But I want to ask you about two other things, news and notes that I saw before we, uh, you know, talk with Dr. A a little bit later on in the show and make our picks, of course. Uh, first of all, by the way, Scott, 30 to 9 as the final was over the 30. Seven and a half total. They always find a way to get it over the total. I told you I'd never bet another under in the NFL again. I'm glad. Yeah, I it didn't. didn't. It didn't happen last night. You know the yep. the, uh, the Jaguars ha- have scored uh, 15 hold up points to their end of the in, 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 the, in the in their last two games, and the okay. defense that played so well last week, you know, reverted back to just awful form last night. Yep. Uh, one other piece of news here: uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have signed Kelvin Benjamin, Scotty. Uh, does this matter? I mean, like, to me, it's like, wow, what a great landing spot for him. If they were to utilize him, is he a threat now to Conley? Is he their wide out three? Is this also insurance? Let's say Sammy Watkins continues to be banged up. Can you see Kelvin Benjamin as a big body red zone threat for the Chiefs? Oh, my goodness. Another option from Mahomes? Yeah, you know, it's, it adds another possible dimension, you know, in the goal line area that they – that. uh they they could possibly have there, and I think maybe it's a signal that Sammy Watkins' foot is uh, is you know is is a recurring problem. He's been practicing on a limited basis, but maybe they feel that they need the depth. Uh, so I can see it. You know, if if Sammy Watkins is healthy, it becomes a luxury. If he's not, you know, it it kind of bolsters the depth there. And you know, this this kid this kid is still talented, and he's still young. So I think. I think it's a good landing spot for him, but I don't know just because he's on the Chiefs that I want to pick him up or have any confidence in him because so, you know, he's he's landing with a new team in week 14. So right. how much of a contribution can he really have fantasy-wise? You know, maybe he'll catch an t- occasional touchdown. It could be like three for 27 and a touchdown. It's not somebody you want to put in your lineup with any any confidence or pick him up. You know, it's it's not like yeah. it's not like picking up Cortland Sutton. You know, no, he's going to uh, be much better for the real NFL team than for the fantasy team, right? He's, his his playbook will be limited early good. on with the Chiefs, right? If It'll he be like, good. hey, hey, here's this back shoulder fade. You know, here's this jump ball in the corner of the end zone. That's pretty much what I think his role is going to be. But listen, for a team with Tyreek Hill and other small kind of guys as wideouts, we know there's Kelsey, but Kelsey's even kind of a more agile tight end, obviously a touchdown threat. But Kelvin Benjamin does produce now another threat for a team that just lost its goal line running back and its starting running back 
over the last couple of weeks. You know, we are off and running, Scott. Roto experts in the morning on a football Friday. When we come back, we start talking about injuries. Some people who are maybe questionable this week when you have the playoffs on the line. And also, a big update on an injury that sounds really sad. We give we tip our cap and uh, send our prayers to Alex Smith. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only place to go for 24-7 fantasy sports advice. Once you download the FNTSY Sports Radio app, you'll get the most accurate experts and most entertaining programming in the fantasy sports world. Listen to great shows like Fantasy Football Frenzy. There you go right there, Goon Squad. Game Time Decisions. Good teams win, great teams cover. Fantasy Freestyle. You know what it is. And plenty more. Download the FNTSY Sports Radio app on your iPhone and Android devices now and take the best fantasy sports talk wherever life leads you. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-215-1727. 800-215-1727. That's 800-215-1727. Fantasy Sports Today. If you have a guy like Anthony Miller, if you have a guy like Mike Williams, if you have a guy like Taylor Gabriel, those are probably better options than the random guy you're going to try and find, plug, and hope for in a Week 14 win or go home. Kind of you know what Anthony did. Miller's stat line was last week? Now what? One catch, Ugh. one yard, yeah, but that one was touchdown. Just Daniel playing quarterback. It was one touchdown. I'm just saying, like, yeah. he had this weird <laughs> line. He's like 6.6 points. The Jerome Bettis of yeah. wideouts. <laughs> Weekdays, 8 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. Roto Experts in the morning right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The spitting statistician and the king. Taking you into a football Friday here. Many of you have your playoffs on the line. Some leagues still have week 14 as a regular season, the last regular season week. So in any event, the stakes are high this week. And here's the thing. The most frustrating thing to decide when you have to start or sit somebody is if they're dealing with an injury, right? If they're limited in practice, if they're questionable, that sort of thing. So that's why on Fridays we bring in Dr. Ray and Inside Injuries. Their website, their algorithms are great to anticipate injuries, to understand how long people should be out and we bring in Dr. A every Friday here on Roto Experts in the morning. Hey, Doc, how you doing? Good morning, guys. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. Hey, doing all right. I want to. I want to actually start, Dr. A, with a, with someone who we all know is not playing in week 14, and that's uh, Washington quarterback Alex Smith. As you know, a couple of weeks ago, he uh, you know, got, uh, had a gruesome leg injury, broke his leg, uh, has obviously had some surgery on that. Reports came out yesterday, Doc, that 
he's dealing with uh, some kind of, as you put it, hardware infection, and he's having multiple surgeries to try to clean that up, and that, like, they're concerned, and, and, and he may never be able to, you know, make it all the way back. Maybe not this exact injury, but can you tell me, like, after surgery, like, why is there such a great risk of infection, and what does it mean if, you know, what we now know is kind of obvious that Alex Smith is struggling with this post-surgery? Well, infection is always a, uh, you know, risk whenever you operate on anything. And so even though, you know, because of our sterilization techniques in the, in the OR, you know, it's, it's greatly reduced, but it can happen. And I, I think you've heard this with Gronk before. You know, you've mm. heard this with a few guys. Remember when Gronk had his forearm uh, operated yeah. on? Yeah. He had an infection. So, so it's sort of the same thing. Um, they, you know, the fracture had to be stabilized with screw and plates. And so, you, you know, you, you basically throw the plate in there and you screw the bones together and you make sure it's lined up. It's got anatomical alignment. However, if, if there, there's always a chance of when, they, when you close up that there is a development of an infection. And the biggest problem now is that they, the original hardware is in jeopardy. So if mm. they probably have to had to remove that hardware, replace it with another fresh new screw and plate and you know, and that just extends the rehabilitation and the length of his recovery by at least two or three months. And this is not good wow. news for Alex Smith at all. Wow. Doc, uh, something in the shorter term here, uh, Gus Edwards of the Ravens last week was listed as questionable with an ankle injury, uh, was able to play through most of the game, then limped off. Uh, and now it looks like uh, published reports are, are uh, indicating that he should be on track to play again this week against Kansas City. But uh, to me, it's interesting that, you know, guy plays, tries to play through an ankle injury, can get through it most of the game, uh, limps off, and then uh, you know, is seemingly on track to play this week as well. Yeah. So again, if I was, if I, if if the Ravens used us uh, in terms of evaluating the recovery of their players, I would say the running backs, running backs with ankle injuries are the biggest thing that you know running backs have to deal with. And uh, if if you listen, if if they listened to us, they would have waited another week before they had brought him back in because. The ankle is a crucial, crucial part to a running back's ability. And if it's a little bit hampered, it could worsen it greatly. Good news is grade one ankle injury that Gus Edwards has. It's not grade two. So it's, it was just a two weeks optimal recovery time. He doesn't have a long history of, you know, ankle injury. So it usually, you know, week 14 is exactly when he's supposed to come back. Um, and our algorithms and our, you know, sort of metrics for him show him that he's at low injury risk and he's at 85 to 90 percent um, peak health. So he should be good to go this week. Scott. All right. Well, that's good news. Okay. Listen, Doc, I got questions about two quarterbacks who are both dealing with shoulder injuries, okay? Mitchell Trubisky of the Chicago Bears and Cam Newton down there in Carolina. Now, Trubisky has been gone the last couple of weeks. The Bears have held him out. They got a huge matchup this week against the Rams, and they're saying that he's probably on the road to recovery. He's going to be back, they're saying. But then Cam in Carolina, I thought it was very intriguing last week Carolina was down the very last play of the game. They were throwing Hail Marys. They sat Cam Newton, brought in the backup, Taylor Heineke, to throw the Hail Mary. We saw this with Andrew Luck early in the season. So that, to me, means that the Carolina Panthers are acknowledging that 
you know, Cam's shoulder is not 100%. He's not throwing in practice. Can you tell me, I don't know, if you, um, you know, kind of suss out what's going on in these two injuries, uh, do these two quarterbacks have similar injuries? Because if so, Cam should be out for a week or two. Can you compare and contrast what you know about the Trubisky shoulder injury and the Cam shoulder injury? Well, it's just a matter of severity. Um, okay. The Mitchell Trubisky uh, throwing his shoulder injury, we're, we're predicting that it's a grade two injury. It's not a grade one. Cam's injury, we predicted as a grade one injury. I see. Um, you know, so Trubisky is a grade two, which is not something to be ignored. I mean, I know he missed week 12 and 13, but we, we wanted him, <clears throat> we need him to miss week 14 as well to get some rest. Uh, week 15 is when we see that uh, – you know, he, he should just know that we, Doctor A, we does not include his fantasy owners. The we do not all want him to miss week fourteen. Okay, there's certain people yeah, that yeah, certainly yeah, no, do no, not, no. Doctor A. Go ahead. If sorry. I, if, if I if I was if I was advising medically, that's what I would say. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, four weeks is it's, you know week fifteen. Um, his numbers have been improving as he's been as as he's been resting, but they have not gotten to where. You know, he's still at 48% now. He was at 28% injury risk, and he's back down to 14%. So he just needs he needs that one more week to basically get into the very the low injury risk and get back up to 75 80%, you know, and very close to peak health. So week 15. So if he does play this week, it will be early in our books. Now, Cam Newton, grade one, not grade two. And, you know, Cam is a, you know, uh, you know, from a fantasy owner's perspective, everyone loves Cam because, you know, he just racks up fantasy points, you know, for, uh, for a lot of people because he plays through sure. injury uh, quite a bit. But, you know, um, as he gets older and, you know, he continues to have these throwing shoulder injuries, this is a grade one uh, rotator cuff. Uh, I don't, it doesn't look like it's anything else except for rotator cuff, which is good news. He, you know, week 15 is he needs to take one week off. He needs to rest Ooh. this and he'll, his numbers will, his numbers will get back up to 70 to 75%. Uh, however, you know, the likelihood of him probably resting is very low. So he's going to be playing through this injury. They're going to, um, probably inject him, him with the pain meds and yeah. Uh, and then basically get him out there. Remember, um, he, he partially torn rotator cuff in March of 2017. So this is probably just a minimal tweak of that rotator cuff again. I'm very concerned about Cam in this game that if he plays, if he wow. worsens his shoulder. So, Yeah, and it's interesting you say that because they need this game, you know, to really stay in the playoff race. If they continue to tumble, though, I could see them uh, maybe rusting Cam, you know, something to keep in mind if they keep losing, you know, for deeper in your fantasy playoffs. Uh, Doc, Julio Jones has not practiced at all this week, uh, but uh, Dan Quinn is saying that they expect him to play. Julio Jones says he expects to play. Don't know if he'll practice today or not as we're recording this, but they're saying that, uh, you know, it's, it's a type of injury where he cannot he not practice all week and still play, and Julio has done this before. Oh, Julio's done this every week probably for 26 weeks straight. <laughs> and so... <laughs> You know, um, you know, this is uh, he's, he. He always suffers from these minor grade one soft tissue type of foot injuries all through, pretty much the last two or three years. And in addition to knee injuries and hamstring injuries, so, so you know, Julio's a warrior. I mean, he he plays through all of these injuries. We always keep recommending that he rest. I mean, uh, he just never does. But the, here's the issue: the issue is is that he will start a game 
really well. I don't know if you've seen the last four or five Falcons games where, and so, you know, Falcons are very close locally, right? So I, I tend to watch Julio a lot more than other players. And, you know, the first quarter is one of the best quarters always for Julio because he starts the game that way. And, you know, it, it, it's really the question is his durability into the second quarter, third quarter, and fourth hmm. quarter. You see he tails off. He tails off. Um, he kind of disappears, you know, he's on the sidelines, he comes back in, he's not on every snap. It, it's just, you know, the durability to the rest of the game is always in question. And so the first half is really where fantasy owners should expect, you know, um, fantasy points to pick up because otherwise this foot and, uh, you know, will flare up by the second half. That is very interesting to me, Dr. A. A, you're down there in Georgia, right? So you you see, you know, kind of Falcons games and you see them a lot. Obviously, the medical opinion is interesting. And also, Doc, fantasy is not the only way people who listen to this network, you know, win a little bit of extra cash, right? There's prop bets all the time, you know, and gambling. And so it sounds like you are also heavily recommending that with prop bets or anything that has to do with Julio Jones specifically, lean to greater production in the first half of games because as the wear and tear of just that three and a half hours goes on, it could affect the foot, especially as the guy gets into age 30, which we know is a benchmark for um, many, 100%. many players. Yeah. Um, let me ask you about one other guy. <clears throat> Listen, James Conner of the Pittsburgh Steelers has been taking people to the fantasy playoffs. I believe, I bet he's going to be on a high percentage of fantasy championship rosters as well. But he went down, you know, uh, uh, Last or last week, and now we're getting reports. Monday, yeah. we're, right, I'm on the, this week, I guess, but week, yeah, week 13. But we're getting reports now that this is a quote unquote high ankle sprain. Now, Doc, I've heard, you know, we've heard in sports all the time that these high ankle sprains are really, really bad and could be even worse than what you know, are technically more significant injuries. Can you explain that to us? I know you've already said how the ankle for the running back is so important, and that makes sense. But can you explain literally why a high ankle sprain may actually be worse than some other technically more complicated or serious injuries? Well, it's it's worse than a low ankle sprain. So um, going from the ankle all the way up, you know, to the knee, um, the fibula and the tibia are connected by a whole bunch of ligaments. And so the lower ligaments right by the ankle, if, if you sprain those, that's a low ankle sprain. If you, a high ankle sprain is basically spraining the higher ligaments, uh, uh, which are much, much harder to um, heal and recover from. It's not, they're not as fast or not as the blood supply, the blood supply to um, those ligaments are not as good. And so it just takes longer for that to heal. And it's extremely painful because there's a lot more nerve, uh, you know, a lot more uh, sensitivity uh, in that area. And so that's why the high ankle sprain is pretty bad. For James Conner, you know, um, you know, we kind of – I know we talked about this yesterday. Um, week 17 is really when, from a medical standpoint, he has to take to heal this. And, the, you know, the Steelers – I'm not, uh, you know, I know they're playing well this year. I don't know if they can afford to give up a game or two here, but, uh, but man, I'm telling you, if, if if there's a chance that they can rest this guy, they need to rest him till week 17 because this this high ankle wow. sprain is really, really going to hamper him. Yeah, we're we're really, we're really You're um, concerned uh, about Connor. Concerned, yeah. Our algorithm. I mean, look, our metrics immediately spit out week 17, and immediately wow. right now he's at 39. percent He won't be at above 50 percent next week. He won't. T.Y. Hilton has not practiced yet this week. How concerned should fantasy owners be? Well, 
T.Y. Hilton, again, is one of these guys like, uh, you know, just playing through injury all the time in his, in his career. But it's a grade one shoulder. So the good news is it's not a lower, lower body injury. It's not a hamstring, not a knee injury. Um, you know, but all year long, we've, we've listed T.Y., you know, as high injury risk and below average um, uh, you know, if he, if he, he, if he does play this weekend, he's going to be at 40 to 42%. He's just not going to be where he needs to be. And, you know, Scott, like I, you know, even if he does rest a week, his, he'll recover from the shoulder injury, but I mean, he's at 31% injury risk. That's even greater than one and a quarter. He's at one and a third at this point in the level of the season. So, you know, fantasy owners should really consider, I mean, this is this guy going into you know, the latter half of the season is going to be is going to get injured. He is going to get injured at some point. Wow. Um, listen, this is, when when Dr. A says he is going to get injured. Let me just let you guys know. He said that about Jay Ajayi. He said that about Devontae Freeman. AJ Green. He said that about. AJ Green, and now we're starting to hear the same thing about some of these players. I mean, like Dr. A, I'm not, you know, he he doesn't have a DeLorean, a time machine. He's not necessarily the Oracle, but I'll go with it, and I would be very concerned about some of these players, okay? And so please plan accordingly. If we didn't talk about one of your guys that has like a little red cross or a red note thing next to their name, go on over to InsideInjuries.com, and you can check out your players and make sure you guys are ready to be in peak health for the playoffs. Dr. A, as always, man, thanks for spending a couple of minutes with us on a Friday morning, getting up early to put the fun and functional sports radio with us. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. All right. You you too. Hey, so Scott, here's what I want to get into on that one. T.Y. Hilton is like the number two receiver on my home. Yeah, that's the thing. My personal league. And, you know, Dr. A has been good with these all season long. I hope he's wrong this time with Hilton. I hear you. Here's what I want to ask you, though. I how do you treat Cam Newton right now? If you have Cam Newton, right? I, I, I understand he's talking about from the pure medical standpoint, right? You said it yourself also, though. The Panthers at, I think, 6-6. Six and six, They need this game. They, they are going into Cleveland. They need this game. They still have two left with the Saints on the horizon, right? So, like, here's the thing. And you know the way Cam is, right? Like, this guy was in, like, a car accident a couple years ago and kept on playing, right? He's a tough guy. He's a big guy. We know that. But, um... Scotty, are you concerned? Let's say Cam Newton is your starting quarterback, and, like, many playoff teams probably do have Cam. Um, Like, he says this is just going to continue to deteriorate. Like, are you concerned about him? Week 15, week 16? Let's say the Panthers, who are on, like, a four-game losing streak, let's say they lose again this week in Cleveland. Then, week 15, they got the Saints. Let's say they lose that one. They go to six and eight, fall out of the playoffs. Then week 16 comes around. You need your boy Cam as your QB1, and then all of a sudden, like, they're like, yeah, we're going to shut him down. Yeah, you just got to be prepared, you know. It's you quarterback pick up a Tyler Haneke? No, to, 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 sometimes, you know, it, depending on your league, there are other backup quarterbacks that are out there that, you know, that maybe you can pick up. And a lot of times at this point of the season, a lot of savvy fantasy owners have rostered a decent backup quarterback. Right. You know, they have a Lamar Jackson. They have a Josh Allen. You know, some some uh, you know, some even have a combination of maybe say Cam and Russell Wilson, or mm-hmm. you know, Cam and Kirk Cousins. So as long sure. as you have a decent backup, you'll be able to survive it. 
Okay, fair enough. Um, and then talk to me about James Conner. He's saying that the Steelers need to hold him out for a while. I have shares of James Conner. Um, I am happy that I have a buy this week in most of the places where I have James Conner. And so I'm just hoping he was going to be back for next week against that Patriots huge matchup. But uh, Dr. A seems concerned about this high ankle sprain. Yeah, we were talking about it earlier in the week. Inside injuries on Roto Experts says he can miss four to seven weeks. So, you know, it's not about, you know, that they're holding him out for certain games or, yeah. you know, things like that. You know, when they, when the teams feel they're ready, they'll get him back out there. Yeah. Um, so all the more reason to, I mean, he's not available anymore, but Jalen Samuels is the name to know. And crazily enough, Scott, you could put him in some formats in your tight end spot, which is why I think, Scott, you had him as what, tight end four or five this week. It's Roto's Experts in the morning when we come back. We make our picks and plays for week 14 in the playoffs. Coming right back, it's Dave Scott. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. It provides protection from the sun's harmful rays and can keep your patio about 20 degrees cooler. Call 800-869-4993 now and you can get your Sunsetter for as little as $599 with your special $200 discount certificate. Call 800-869-4993 now for your discount certificate and you'll also get a free awning idea kit. Call 800-869-4993. That's 800-869-4993. Indeed knows it's hard to find qualified candidates when you're hiring. It's like finding a unicorn. But when you post your job on Indeed, it's easy to find people with the skills you need. Nurse practitioner, four-plus years experience, acute care certification. Indeed has a huge pool of amazing candidates and screener tools that help you find your most qualified applicants. Whoa, an entire short list of unicorns. See why more than three million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com slash hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits. It's popping off. Let's bring Ethan back. Sure. Tease. That was a weird, like, intro and leave. Man, that was a real big tease. Hi, Ethan. This is the first time meeting you. I'm so glad to be a part of the Beanie Gang. I'm glad we got to share this moment. Yeah. Beanie Brothers, Skype man. Beanie Brothers. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hey, hey, Ethan, yeah. just so you know, don't hit your wagon to Pete. He'll uh, forget you. He's on my time zone. I won't forget him. Don't hit your wagon to Pete because he will lose Tim to dysentery when you cross the river. <laughs> <laughs> Watch live on the FNTSY YouTube stream. Sorry, it's like the old name that tune. How deep show. is your bench? Is your yeah. bench? 
Nice. So, so, you know, like I said, it's all like name that tune from back in the day. Like, I can name this song yeah. in three beats. You know, I needed more than three to get to that one. But in any event, Dane and Scott here, Roto Experts in the Morning, where we put the fun in functional uh, sports radio. And by the way, of course, there are more than 14 people listening to the show. We got fans worldwide, Antarctica, Australia, Jamaica, Germany, Marines from an undisclosed location. We're getting it in right here. It is the Hall of Famer, the King, and the Spitting Statistician, of course. All right, Scotty, it is time for us to make our picks. Um, you know, I didn't get picks from you, by the way, last week, okay, Scott, because you, uh, you, know, you were in the Pacific Northwest. It's all good. I got to let you know, though, Scott, last week I went 2-1 on my picks, right? Blewett went 0-3, and, and George Kurtz went 0-3 with his picks as well. Uh, so, you know, I got a little bit of a lead. I got a little bit of a lead on guys in the uh, season total, but it's all good. Everybody can, you know, make a little bit of extra cash if they win their bets this week, Scotty. So, um, you got ones that you like, or you want me to go first? You can go first if you like. All right, cool. Um... I'm starting in Sunday Night Football. Yes, Mitchell Trubisky is coming back. Yes, this game is in Chicago. But I'm going to tell you something. I don't think the Bears looked that great last week against these Giants. You know, they gave up too many points to the Giants, in my opinion. Now, the Rams come to town. And I had a, I had a, um, a listener ask me about if I'm worried about Sean McVay resting any of the Rams deeper into the fantasy playoffs. And I said, no, I'm not. And here's why. Yes, the Rams have won the NFC West, but they are going to be in a back-and-forth race with the New Orleans Saints, I believe, for home field advantage in the NFC playoffs. And the Rams already know that they want no part of having to go down to New Orleans again inside that dome. So I think until or unless they clinch the one seed in the NFC, you don't have to worry about that. And I think that they know they're going to be playing hard for these Chicago Bears as well because this could be a potential preview. I like the Rams on the road against a – very top defense. I like them giving, I think, three and a half. Uh, I'm not worried about the hook with a team that can score this many points. Give me the Rams minus three on the road against the Bears. All right. I'm going to take Miami uh, ah. plus, eight, plus eight against New England. They always play the Dolphins tough it's at true. home. And uh, Tom Brady even told, told the Palm Beach Post this week, he said, you know, the weather down there is an advantage. It's supposed to, it can be an advantage for the home team. Sometimes it's a challenge for us. It's supposed to be 82 degrees and sunny. It's even hotter on the field than 82 degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, th- I think Miami's a lock this week to cover. Interesting. I like that. They do always struggle going down there in Miami. And then I forget who I was talking to uh, that also, you know, there's always that narrative also that sometimes the guys uh, have a little bit of too much fun down there in South Beach as well and may not be 100% them best, their best selves, shall we say, playing the Dolphins there the next morning. It's kind of similar. I, I, think, that's, I think that's speculative stuff that really doesn't. Of course. It is speculative. Sure. But, you know, I mean, you know it. You go to, uh, you know, your credentials for Nick games and stuff. There's always that narrative. There's a legitimate trend, Scott, that, like, uh, teams that come in to play the Knicks in those, like, weekend noon games that happen sometimes, they never do well. (laughs) You know, that's a legitimate trend. Uh, You know, some of these cities that have I used to go to Dolphin games when I lived in South Florida. Yeah, and the heat on the field near there is it's oppressive, oh, and I've sure. seen it wear teams wear teams down firsthand. Absolutely, especially a team coming from up north. You know, it's the same as like Miami having to go 
uh, you know, to Buffalo or another northern team in the middle of December, right? right? When they you're they, they do have climate. a home field advantage. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So I like that one, Scotty. Miami plus eight against the Patriots, uh, who still will be. Do you think they're going to win outright, though, or are you just taking the number? I'm just taking the number. Gotcha. Uh, right. I, th- I, think I think they'll find a way to win, but I don't have great confidence in it, though. No, I hear you. That is a um, – I like that bet. I just didn't have the stones to pull the trigger myself. If you do and you think Miami can even win outright, and remember, they are a 6-6 six and six team fighting for the playoff spot. They're at plus 280, so you can get a little bit of cash on I, that I like one. I like Kenyon Drake as a fantasy start you know, okay. this week. You know, the Dolphins are notorious for giving up receiving receptions to running backs, and Kenyon mm. Drake has scored three times in his last two games. Okay, interesting little nugget there. Uh, would you start Kenyon Drake or Derrick Henry, Scott? Uh, I, I would start Derrick Henry. <laughs> oh, okay, that's a great call. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great call. I kind of think that's a great call. I'd be willing to bet yeah, that one. one, you know? All right, in any event. I would have said something different yesterday, though. I know, it's true. All right, here's another one, Scotty. Listen. I think you know, Scotty, how much I like these Los Angeles Chargers, right? I've been on the Chargers since the beginning of the season, and I also think they're getting hot at the right time. However, they don't necessarily have a quote-unquote home field advantage. And every now and then, I feel, I feel like the Chargers like almost play to the level of their competition as a team. You know, teams that we think they should beat, sometimes they struggle with. Teams that are, then you see them, you know, sack up and have a great comeback in Pittsburgh kind of thing, you know. You saw what they did in Seattle recently as well. But I feel like this could be a little bit of a trap game because in week 15, there is a huge matchup on Thursday night with the Chargers against the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think that the Chargers will win this game, but for some reason, I got a feeling that Cincinnati is going to keep it a little bit closer. And then when I see the spread, Scott, it's 14 and a half. That's more than two touchdowns. Last week, I thought the Denver Broncos were going to dump truck the Cincinnati Bengals, and they finished, you know, they finished 24-10. They wouldn't have covered that 14-point spread. I don't think that the Chargers will either. This is, I know it's Jeff Driscoll. I know there's no Andy Dalton. I do not think in any way, shape, or form the Chargers are going to drop this game. But I think either the back door will be open or they'll lay a little bit of an egg. And this will be a little bit closer than the spread indicates. So give me 14.5 points and the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, that's kind of dangerous. But, it you know, is. Yeah, you have the stones to do that one. You know, there's no AJ Green either, and that's true. Depleted on both sides. Well, I think the, the Chargers are going to win this game. Yeah. This is more just I think the Chargers oh, yeah. play, like I said, play to the level of their competition. I think they're going to win. The problem is, it could be like a thirty is, to seventeen game. The problem is, if yeah. the Chargers get out, I don't think that that uh, the Bengals are equipped to play catch up. That is absolutely possible. We yeah. shall see. But this could also be something, Scott, where it's 27-10 in the fourth quarter, and then there's a garbage time touchdown or score as well. You know what I mean? I think the True. back door could be open here. So, uh, yeah, give me the Bengals plus 14 and a half. But this is much right. more a play on the number than the teams. Go ahead. I think Kansas City's going to win this week, but uh, Baltimore's vying for a playoff spot, and I think they're going to try to hang in there and slow the game down. Um, I'm going to take Baltimore uh, with, with the seven. Interesting. Scotty, yeah. we're heads up on this one. I got KC minus seven. Um, I like KC in this one. I think, yes, you're right. This is a different kind of defense. Yes, you're right. Lamar Jackson and Bus, Gus the Bus still, Edwards. Kansas City will – Kansas City's exactly. still going to score their points. You're right. But and, uh, I, I, th- I think the Ravens are going to score some points too. 
Listen, I don't like disagree with you per se, but I just see it the other way. You know, I see it that, um, you know, it's kind of like a style makes fight kind of thing, right? Like, will the defense and the running style of the Baltimore Ravens rule the day, or will Patty Mahomes be able to do what he's done, you know, 41 times already this year, right? And I agree with you. Here's what I kind of think, the reason I'm on the other side of it. You know, I think the game will be nip and tuck kind of, and the Ravens will be showing their strength of running and defense for three quarters. And then I think the Chiefs will double up on them and score, you know, and pull away late. And I think that pulling away will get them above the point spread. So my third pick, Scotty, is we're heads up on this one. I got the Kansas City Chiefs minus the touchdown against the Baltimore Ravens. Um, what's your third pick, Scotty? Yeah, my, th- my third pick is pretty easy. New Orleans and Tampa Bay go over the 55. I like that. I like yeah. that, Scotty. Um, that Remember, New Orleans and Tampa Bay, you may be like, oh, Tampa, you know, the Saints are one of the best teams in football. And, you know, Tampa is kind of the, the lowest team in that division. I will say this. Jameis has been taking care of the ball the last couple of weeks. I will also say this. The Saints, you know, before they lost uh, to the Rams, right, their only loss was week one against these Tampa Bay Buccaneers, okay? Granted, also, the Saints have been playing – the Saints have been playing really good defense the last yep. few weeks. So, but you're still taking I'm, the over. I'm, 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 I'm using them with stacks and turnovers. I think Jameis has turned, turned, turned the ball over at least twice in this game. Really? You do? I mean, that's the part that he has been trying to eliminate, I think, in his kind of like audition for not only the Bucks but for 31 other teams. I think his like kind of homework assignment and priority when he went to the principal's office was I don't, like, I don't think he's going to turn the ball over four times, but I think he's going to turn it over twice. Okay, yeah. fair enough. I like that over. Don't forget, though, last time these uh, Saints and Bucks played, it was week one, and the Buccaneers got a big win. But don't forget, that was like, that was the height of the magic. You know what I mean? In week one, Fitzmagic yeah. for over 400 yards against yeah, the them. height. Week one, yeah. Peaked it was. Week you one. know, or maybe week two was yeah. the height. But, you know, those, those first three weeks were the height. It was like Lynn Sanity comes to Tampa. You know what I mean? But, um, yep. so I, 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 I appreciate that. So to recap, Scotty's going with the Dolphins plus eight. He's going with the Ravens plus seven, and he's going with the over in the Saints Bucks game. Scotty wants to get points in Week 14, taking over, a, taking a touchdown and just over a touchdown with his underdogs. I'm taking the other side of the Chiefs Ravens game. I got the Chiefs minus seven. I like the Rams to go into Chicago and get a legitimate win minus three and a half, and give me 14 and a half with the Cincinnati Bengals. I just think that spread is too big for a team like the Chargers, who I just don't see them having like the killer instinct and kind of playing down to the level of their competition. Albeit I know it is in fact a backup quarterback that is uh out there, shall we say. Um, Scotty, where do you want to go with the rest of the time here? I want to ask you to be what, quite What about a about, survivor pick? Oh, I did not make a survivor. And, and we didn't make a survivor pick last week either. And here's the way I think about it, Scott. We can make a pick. That's fine. Here's the way I think about it. We're going into week 14, right? So if you are still live in Survivor, right, that means on these picks, you are 13-0, and 0, <laughs> right? And, Scott, yeah. to be quite honest – I'm eight and five, <laughs> you know, I'm eight and four on these picks or even whatever, yeah. you know, you're like seven and five on these picks. So my thinking, honestly, Scott, is if they're still live in their survivor pool and they've gone 13 and oh, and we've gone eight and five or seven and six, they don't need our pick, <laughs> you know, to be quite honest. That's and funny, here's the yeah. other thing. And here's the other thing. I'll still 13, say Denver. Okay, that's fine. And I'll still make a pick as well. Um, but my thing is also, we're so far into the season, Scott, that like. You can't use 
half the teams in the NFL anymore. You know what I mean? And so yep. you could say Denver. I'll say, you know, I'll look at them and give you a pick as well. But, like, whoever you could also we throw go with out, the Giants, you know, against Mark true. Sanchez. You know, whoever we throw out, though, there's the likelihood that players can't use them anymore. You know what I mean? Because they've already how many How many them. people have picked the Giants? Probably not many. I think that's a nice one, okay? How about this? Would you touch this Bills-Jets game? In a survivor pick? Yeah, I'd go, with, I'd go with Buffalo with their That's defense what I'm saying. against Sam Darnold. I'm trying to think about teams that you know you probably haven't picked yet that have a decent yeah. matchup. I think the, uh, the G-Men could be one of them facing Mark Sanchez. The Bills could be one of them facing the turnover machine that is Sam Darnold, if you want to know the truth. Um, would you take – look at this Denver-San uh, Francisco game. Uh, San Fran is a plus – is a home dog, four points. Uh, but – the Broncos are kind of banged up. Would you touch that game, Scotty? I'd probably go with Denver there. Uh, yeah. The, uh, even without the 49ers Manny Sanders even, even more depleted. You know, the fact that you don't have Manny Sanders, people are treating it like there's some sort of different team here. You right. Know, Manny Sanders is not a superstar or anything like that. He's the be- He was the best wide receiver, but, you know, there's other components to their offense. You know, they still have Phillip Lindsay there. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of the Denver Broncos, that's a good. That's that's. And they're only playing the Forty ers Yeah, and so let me ask. Let me tell you something. Also, I think I brought it up with um, Blewett yesterday. One of the things I'm doing because of that Manny Sanders injury. You know the Fanduel prices. They come out on a Monday, Scott. Right. So I'm telling you right now. I have Philip Lindsay in my lineup. I have Cortland Sutton in my lineup. I think all their production is going to get more concentrated towards Lindsay and Sutton. And, you know, the prices come out before the Manny Sanders injury, right? So now that Sanders isn't there, when you look at the, uh, you know, share or touches or whatever, probably increasing for Lindsay and Sutton, their price doesn't increase, and that creates value. All right? I might even go crazy and be contrarian, Scott, and even combine them with, like, Case Keenum and have a crazy Bronco stack with Keenum, Lindsay, and Sutton. Am I crazy? Yeah, I, I would I would stop at Case Keenum. You know, okay. there's no upside there. I don't care what the matchup is. There's no upside for Case Keenum. I like Lindsay's because he's going to get a ton of touches. And if Case Keenum throws two touchdown passes, one of them is likely to going to be Sutton. Just because yeah. you like those two guys doesn't mean you should like Keenum by association. There's no way you're going to win a tournament or cash out with Case Keenum as your quarterback. Right, I don't we'll care see. who he's facing. We'll see. I mean, if he has that 70-yard screen pass to Philip Lindsay, I'd certainly like that. But you Yeah, know, but so, you okay. know what? He could have a 70-yard screen pass to Philip Lindsay, right? Yeah. And then yeah. you could end up with, like, six catches for 90 yards and a touchdown for yeah. Cortland Sutton. And he still throw, only thrown one touchdown and maybe one into two touchdowns and maybe one interception. No, I hear you. Listen, and Scott, and I'm talking about, like, I, I acknowledge that, right? And I'm just saying at some, at some level, though, on tournament plays, you have to be a little bit different, okay? So here's the thing. It sounds like you're saying Lindsay I think there's a little Sutton bit different, and I think there's a little bit crazy. All right, fair enough. So you've just yeah. called me crazy. Let me ask you this, and you're going to call me crazy. At the literally minimum price, what about Deshaun Hamilton? What, are you about, what if you try to figure out who the wide receiver two is? And you get that Michael. I'm okay with that. Deshaun I'm, 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 Hamilton, I'm okay Patrick, that. that sort of stuff. Yeah, but just because I like the receivers doesn't mean I don't like the quarterback. No, I understand. I understand. Yeah. I'm just trying to find if you think there's value there and potentially in a Broncos stack. So it sounds like Lindsey has Deshaun Hamilton could be a difference maker in a tournament right. if somehow if he goes off. Because they're going to use him in the slot. He's going to replace Sanders in the slot. Mm, but can so he run with those opportunities? I don't think it's likely for a rookie who hasn't played much. Sure. But, you know, against the 49ers, here's the thing. 
uh, you know, sorted Seattle firsthand last last week. All you got to do is avoid Richard Sherman. Sherman's going to be on the outside. Off the right side of that secondary. So you let know, me you ask put you somebody this. who doesn't matter. You know what I saw in right. Seattle last week? They actually ah. put an offensive lineman and they split him out wide against Sherman. And that's because Sherman like, doesn't Sherman's travel. Sherman's not going to travel. Side, right? You know, you, you put your worst receiver against him. Absolutely, and you create the matchups that way. It's the same vein as like sometimes when the Jets had Revis, they would actually put Revis on the number two guy, right, and then double team the number one. There's a lot of approaches to do that, but it sounds like uh, does that mean Scotty that you think because Sherman will be you know patrolling one side? Does that mean you think he could maybe lock Sutton up and Deshaun Hamilton or whoever's in the slot might actually be a legitimately good play? Yeah, all you have to do is you know just veer your running. And uh, and your 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 pass catching to to the right side of the field, right? Because Sherman, you know, it's one thing like he effectively shuts down like half the field, but you can have a lot of fun in the other half. That's right, absolutely. Yeah. Remember, there's always if if we remember those things, those uh, games were like literally it was Russell Wilson or Aaron, excuse me, where Aaron Rodgers literally didn't throw to that side of the field, but that means you can throw to the other side of the field. And note for the Broncos game this week. All right, Scotty. Have a great weekend, my friend. We'll be back to talk about it on Monday, and hopefully you and me are both live in all our playoff matchups. Have a great weekend, Scott. You too.